0: The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au.
1: Okay, all of you are welcome to the Sunday talk. So today I I will talk. A little bit about this uh, uh, Buddhist uh, view, so the how we understand the basic Buddhism. So, because uh, sometimes uh, uh, most people, even they call themselves as Buddhists, they sometimes don't like some teachings of Buddh- Buddhism. These are the basic. The buddhist teachings that means buddha's basic teachings which is buddha repeatedly taught people in different ways so these these are the basic teachings of buddhism but most people don't want to pay attention to those teachings because they say oh these things are not really good for the for our life these are so we should go to something different so they they try to To uh, to worship uh, the Buddha statues and bodhi trees and this kind of stuff. These are just basic rituals. They much prefer to go to those that kind of things or or practice something which is much more easy for them to understand. So according to they don't want to change their way they see this world. Because Lord Buddha <clears throat> teach this Buddhism to show the realities of this world. So then when people start seeing those realities, their, their approach to their experiences change to different state. So then they understand what is going around us, what is happening, what, what we are experiencing. What is the base of these experiences? They start seeing this this reality within themselves. If you start watching in the right way or see the looking at things based on right understanding. So that's why Lord Buddha introduced this the, the basics of Buddhism in this way. So then you can easily see Dhamma. That's what Lord Buddha say. Uh, you, 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 the, the Buddha said, you can ask a person to come and see this. Then you can inspire a person to see these realities within themselves. So that is the purpose of teaching Dhamma. So it is directly one can see if they pay attention on the, the phenomena which is happening within themselves, within their, within themselves, you can directly see these things. That's why Lord Buddha say, you can in, ask a person to come and see this one. So then it is possible to see a person. If they pay attention, pay, they, 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 they focus their attention on these realities within themselves, they clearly see. So that's why it is important to understand Dhamma in the, the right things related to Dhamma. Then, may, we, we, there, as a Buddhist monk, we, we uh, inspire people to see the life in this way. So uh, so uh, recently, one of, uh, the, the, one, one of the, the devotees who come to our monastery, she is actu- actually teaching in uh, in uh, in the Sunday schools in in uh, in Melbourne so she says hey, oh, we don't teach uh, the the children that uh, the these basic realities but, but we teach other things how to chant how to so a, if we teach this, uh, this uh, the, the anicca impermanence and non-self and the suffering which is always related to our consciousness, we don't teach that kind of things because then the the our the children may not uh, learn their the, their subjects and they will not uh, to develop their careers in future. So they will become uh, miserable so so they so they are afraid to teach the the truths so that is how people people's perception related to this uh, dhamma so understanding how they approach this dhamma is totally the the actually that is not the way how lord buddha inspire people to understand this dhamma so they, these people afraid to dhamma the, the important thing is, if you teach to children that this is impermanent, this is nonsense, they they don't understand most of them, <laughs> but few of them have that uh, ability to take just a little bit of that that teaching, to keep in their mind and see through that understanding these things are impermanent, things are subject to change. These are actually basic things you can see within you, yourself. If you watch, if you carefully pay attention to things arise and pass away within yourself and your experiences, how things arise and pass away, you can easily see these things within yourself. So then you, your, your relationship to your experiences change to different state so you are not you don't keep strong uh, uh, expectations related to your experiences you you are ready to let go things so it is really helpful to avoid the unskillful mental states especially people fall into depression or anxiety because people expect from the world Lot of things. So the, the people are strongly believe their perceptions arise. They think these things should be permanent. They, they should be. These things should be happen according to their wishes, because people they keep strong hopes on this natural phenomena. This phenomena always, whatever experience we have. We experience in whatever time is always based on causes and conditions, and each and every moment according to the Dhamma. So, if we accept, the, if you if you watch our experience, you see this truth. Because the, when the causes and conditions change, our experiences are changing. Our feelings, perceptions, volitions change, time to time. They, when you can you can see in your day to day life if you are a little bit mindful. Not not the mindfulness you develop to very higher states. Just be ba- if you if you have the basic mindfulness, if you watch carefully how things arise, what are the causes and conditions related to the, that those feelings and perceptions? You see this reality within yourself. So it is not very complicated things. That's why a lot of say this dhamma, you can ask a person to come and see. So you can you you just arouse their their um, you inspire them to see these things. So just then, then they pay, if they listen to you, so if you have that certain level of confidence and faith arise within themselves, then they pay, pay attention and start watching these things, whether this is true or false, then they directly see within themselves. So this, the, the paying attention is an important thing in the present moment, what is arising and passing away. So how these things, what are the causes and conditions associated with these things? So if you pay a little bit attention on these things, you can see. This is not very complicated, we we, we cannot understand. These things can understand. So once you understand, the important thing is your greed, hatred, rise within you, getting diminished, getting lower. Because your expectations are lower. You know things are changing. Things arise based on causes and conditions. These are uncertain stuff, impermanent stuff. So then your mind gets soft, gentle, kind to yourself and all other living beings. So it comes by right attention. That is called right attention. That is called the, the sati the the attention with right understanding. The mindfulness with right understanding. So then your mind gets soft, soft, kind, gentle. So then your reactions getting better. So then your rough reactions or the unskillful reactions, you, you, you can let go and free your mind. So then I will read a sutta. So you can ask questions if you have any questions at any time. So I will read uh, the, the sutta. The, and how Lord Buddha say these things. The, how Buddha told people, Uh, in those days. And how Lord Buddha introduced people this Dhamma. (laughs) So this is uh, this is uh, a sutta which uh, 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 spoke to, this is how Buddha spoke to monks. So next sutta I will read how Lord Buddha spoke to, (laughs) to lay people. So the these are in, in very simple ways. So this is uh, this is the Sutta linked dis- Discourses um, uh, 22.44 four two twenty two point four four. So you can uh, so anyone can uh, search and find out in uh, Sutta Central or any other website. So this is uh, linked Discourses. Samyutta Nikāya. So in, in Pali, Samyutta Nikāya, khandavagga Samyutta, Khanda Samyutta, Moola Pannāsaka, Atta Deepa Vagga, Patipada Sutta. Link discourses 22.44. Uh, number five, be your own island. That is the Vagga. And this Sutta name is practice. So I will read this uh, uh, Ajahn Sujato's English translation. At Savatthi, Mendicants, I will teach you the practice that leads to the origin of identity and the practice that leads to the cessation of identity. Listen and pay close attention. I will speak. What is the practice that leads to the origin of identity It is when an unlearned ordinary person who has not seen the noble ones and is neither skilled nor trained in the teaching of the noble ones they have not seen good persons they are neither skilled nor trained in the teachings teaching of the good persons. First thing, they regard form as self. Self as form. And form in self. Or self in form. Second thing, they regard feeling as self. Self as having feeling. Feeling in self. Or self in feeling. Third one. They regard perception as self. Self as having perception. Perception in self. Or self in perception. The fourth one. They regard choices as self. Self as having choices. Choices in self or self in choices. The fifth one. They regard consciousness as self, self as having consciousness, consciousness in self, or self in consciousness. This is called the practice that leads to the origin of identity. That is why it is called the way of regarding things that leads to the origin of suffering. So you are taking things in the wrong way. That's why you you see an identity within your body, mind and your feelings, perceptions and volitions. Then next Lord Buddha says, what is the practice that leads to the cessation of identity? It is when A learned noble disciple has seen the noble ones and is skilled and trained in the teaching of the noble ones. They have seen good persons and they are skilled and trained in the teaching of the good persons. First thing, they don't regard form as self, self as having form, form in self, or self in form. Second thing, they don't regard feeling as self, self as having feeling, feeling in self or self in feeling. Third one, they don't regard perception as self, self as having perception, perception in self or self in perception. Fourth one, they don't regard choices as self. Self as having choices. Choices in self or self in choices. Fifth one, they don't regard consciousness as self. Self as having consciousness. Conscious in self or self in consciousness. This is called the practice that leads to the cessation of identity. This is a practice. You have to practice it. (laughs) This is not something just come to you. You have to practice. Then you you start seeing the world in a different way. The teaching is well explained by the Buddha. Visible in this very life. Immediately effective. Inviting uh, inspection. Relevant. So that sensible people can now know it for themselves. This is the, 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 the qualities of Dhamma. This is a piece of Dhamma. This is how Lord Buddha taught us Dhamma. The, that is, the, 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 Dhamma means the reality of this body and mind, how he introduced it, how he uh, explained us to extinguish this suffering, associated with this uh, the consciousness. So, that is the first sutta. I will read the next sutta also, then you can ask questions. Okay, this is uh, uh, this is uh, this is a sutta come in Samyutta Nikaya, Samyutta Nikaya, Khandha Vagga, Samyutta, Khandha Samyutta, Mula Pan Nasaika Sona Sutta. Link discourses twenty two point four nine with Sona. So I will read uh, this sutta. So I have heard. This is Ajahn Sujato's translation. So I have heard. At one time, the Buddha was uh, staying near Rajagaha in the bamboo grove, the squirrels feeding ground. Then the householder Sona went to the Buddha. The Buddha said to him, Sona, there are ascetics and Brahmins who based on form, which is permanent, which is impermanent, suffering and perishable, regard themselves thus. I am better, or I am equal, or I am worse. What is that? But a failure to see truly. Or in other words, we can say not seeing things as they really are. There are ascetics and Brahmins who, based on feeling, regard themselves thus, I am better, I am equal, I am worse. What is that? But a failure to see truly. Because this feeling is is impermanent, suffering and perishable. The third one. There are ascetics and Brahmins who, based on perception, regard themselves thus, I am better, or I am equal, or I am worse. What is that? But a failure to see truly, not seeing things as they really are. The uh, the fourth one, there are ascetics and Brahmins who, based on choices, that means based on intentions, will, they regard themselves thus, I am better, I am equal, or I am worse. What is that? But a failure to see truly, or not seeing things as they really are. Fifth one, there are ascetics and Brahmins who based on consciousness, which is impermanent, suffering, and perishable. They regard themselves thus, I am better, I am equal, or I am worse. In other words, I am superior, I am equal, or I am inferior. That is, what is that but a failure to see truly, not seeing things as they really are. There are ascetics and Brahmins who, based on form, which is impermanent, suffering and perishable, don't regard themselves thus, I am better, I am equal or I am worse. What what is, what is that? But seeing truly or seeing things as they really are. So this seeing is Lord Buddha showed us in this way, just how you how you are inspired to see this world. If you see things uh, impermanent, suffering, and perishable, so you see things in a different way. So Lord Buddha said, there are ascetics and brahmins who, based on feeling which is impermanent, suffering, and perishable, don't regard themselves. Thus, I am better, I am equal, or I am worse. I am superior, that means, in other words, I am superior, I am equal, or I am inferior. So they... Uh, what is, wh- why it is? Because uh, they are seeing truly. They are seeing something correctly. So the ascetics and Bra- Brahmins who based on choices, uh, which is impermanent, suffering, uh, and perishable, perishable, don't regard themselves, thus I am better, I am equal, or I am worse. What is that? But truly they see uh, seeing things as they really are. So in the same way, there, there are uh, ascetics and Brahmins who, based on consciousness, which is impermanent, suffering, and perishable, they don't regard themselves. Thus, I am better, or I am equal, or I am worse. What is that? But seeing truly, seeing things as they really are. What do you think, Sona? Is form permanent or impermanent? Impermanence. But if it is impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering, sir. But if it is impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus, this is mine, I am this, this is myself? No, sir. The second question. Is feeling permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, sir. But if it is impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering, sir. But if it is impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine, I am this, this is myself. No, sir. The third thing. Is perception permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, sir. But if it is impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering, sir. But if it is impermanent, suffering, and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine, this is I am this, this is myself. No, sir. Are choices permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, sir. But if It is impermanent. Is it suffering or happiness? Suffering, sir. But if it is impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine. I am this. This is myself. No, sir. The fifth one. Are consciousnesses permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, sir. But if it is impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering, sir. But if it is impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine. I am this. This is myself. No, sir. So, so You should truly see any kind of form at all, past, future or present. Internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all form with right understanding. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. You should truly see any kind of feeling at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine inferior or superior, far or near, all feeling with the right understanding. This is not mine, I am not this, this is not myself. You should truly see any kind of perception at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all perception with the right understanding, this is not mine, I am not this, this is not myself. You should truly see any kind of choices at all, past, future or present, internal or external, cause or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all choices with right understanding. This is not mine, I am not this, this is not myself. You should truly see any kind of consciousnesses at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all consciousnesses with the right understanding, this is not mine, I am not this, this is not myself. Seeing this, a learned, noble disciple grows disillusioned with form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousnesses. Being disillusioned, desire fades away. When desire fades away, they are freed. When they are freed, they know they are freed. They understand rebirth is ended. The spiritual journey has been completed. What had done, what had to be done, has been done. They, there is no return to any state of existence. So this is the way how Lord Buddha explained this Dhamma to people. This is, a lay, they, the, this is the way Lord Buddha explained this Dhamma to a lay person. So you have to understand, you have to pay attention to these basic truths and Keep in mind and use it in your day-to-day life, then your the relationship to the day-to-day life, whatever thing you are experiencing, and to uh, the to relationship with your IENOS tongue body and mind change to a different state. You get gather a new knowledge related to this IENOS tongue, body, and mind. Then your relationship or the your uh, attachment to all the, the experiences change to different state. So you are you are le- ready to let go. When you are start letting go things, then your mind go to different state of uh, experiences. That means you just you 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 uh, develop the uh, skill to let go the whole five senses and bring your mind beyond the five senses. That means only the mind realm. So then you are focused only to the mind experience. No nothing. Uh, they are belongs to the five sense ex- experiences, or the no no anymore five sense experiences. Only the mind experience. You just enjoy the stillness, and the mind the mind made objects. That means the fine material objects. You just go to that fine material realm, so you you can bring develop your mind to those states, and you can directly experience the extinguishment of five senses and five sense consciousnesses and feelings, forms, feelings, perceptions, and volitions related to this five sense world. So once you develop to those states, you, you directly experience the extinguishment of five senses and all suffering related to five senses. So then you understand how once, because once you develop to those states, you are, you are not going to stay permanently there because you still attach to those experiences. That's why you come back to the five senses. So when you are coming back to the five senses, you directly understand why your mind come back to this five sense world and what are the causes and conditions behind these things. So do you directly experience these states when you go to jhana states and come back to the five sense world. So then you directly see how the, uh, the wanting, craving to the five-sense world existence or the experiences of five senses creates suffering. So then you let go. You are, you are no more. That's a, that is the meaning of this teaching. So Lord Buddha says, seeing this, the learned noble disciple grows disillusioned with form, feeling, perception, choices, and consciousnesses. Being dis- disillusioned, desire fades away. These states come when you develop your mind to the higher states. First, initially, actually, you see things related to your five senses, how it creates suffering when the craving comes with the objects. So then you, you are inspired to let go of things in the five sense world, and then you develop your mind to beyond the five sense world. That means it totally let go of the five sense, five senses. At the beginning, you let go the five senses. Objects come to five senses to contemplate as anichadu kanat and let go the objects come to five senses. Later, you let go the whole five senses. Then you turn off the five senses and go to the mind realm. It is a different different state of the different development of mind. At the beginning, you just let go the the objects come to your mind, come through the five senses, and then you develop. The mind to let go of the whole five senses. Once you let go of the five senses, no no five sense objects are come to your mind. Your mind is released from the five senses. So this is that is the jhana states. When you develop your mind to jhana states, no more five sense world objects. So then you once you come back to the five sense world, you clearly see why you why mind want to come back to five senses. The craving related to five senses you directly see. And then you can understand how suffering arises based on this craving. Craving to existence. Craving to the enjoyment of five senses. Then you let go of the five senses and then you understand even the mind is a natural phenomena. It is is, uh, this enjoyment in mind world also uh, based on causes and conditions. And these causes and conditions change until you crave to existence. So your past karma can ripen at, at any stage. So, if you crave to existence in in whatever plane, so your past karma can ripen in those planes. So, once you uh, fed up with whatever experience you have now, that means in the, in the, even in jhana realms. So, after some time, you want, don't want to have that experience. You go, you want something better, something different. So then you go to the, then when the past karma come. Kar, kar, past karma means your past intentions ripen again you want to do something like you you like some food so once you have that food daily you don't want to have that food so you then uh, past memory come and you go to a different choice then the past different choices come and you go to different choices and you see okay t- today I will eat this thing <laughs> now I ate this one in the past few days and it is better to go to something else this kind of Thing, because your past karma can ripen until you exist, in whatever existence. So then, if you had that basic understanding within yourself, then you <laughs> reflect what are the causes and conditions behind the existence of that higher plane. Then you let go that those things and go to total extinguishment. When you experience those total extinguishment, then you see why you come back to the, 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 the mind realm existences. So then you cut off that craving. So then there are more no more craving to whatever whatsoever existence. So then that is the end of suffering. That is how Lord Buddha teach this Dhamma. <laughs> so we should understand the basics, the be- beginning part. So see the world as the Im- impermanent or uncertain and suffering. And these things can't take as I, me, mean myself. So this is a natural phenomena. Natural causes and conditions drives each and every moment. So all these feelings, perceptions, volitions arise based on causes and conditions and each and every moment. So these are the basic basics. So if you keep in mind these basics, you naturally, you start seeing this world in a different way. So that's why in, even from the, in the first sutta, Lord Buddha taught to people that sutta says, Chakkung udapadi, jnanang udapadi, panya udapadi, vijja udapadi, aloka udapadi. Chakkung is first you gain the vision. You start seeing this world in a different way. Then you gather a different knowledge. Jnanang udapadi. <laughs> then you get a different knowledge regarding this world. Then when you have that knowledge, you know, you can let go. You can let go the causes and conditions and you can bring your mind to different states of existences. So then you're inspired to do it, and you practice the right thing, and let go your five senses, and your mind go to jhana realms. Panya udapadi. Lord Buddha say panya is most of the time. A person who attains jhanas have panya. A person who have panya can attain jhanas. That is how Lord Buddha say in, in, in some some teachings. So that means the Panya's, Lord Buddha's Panya, the, the, the benchmark is the jhana. If you are attaining jhana, that person has the, the Panya. So so then you have to un- understand what is Panya of the padi. When a person has Panya, then they are open to vijja. They can understand the science, the reality, re- related to this body and mind, What are, how the, co- the craving is is arise. And how craving goes to the end. When you see the realities within yourself, your mind disillusioned. So then, then this uh, actually uh, disillusioned and uh, we can say the end of the ignorance, you directly know what is going on. So then, you are not no more fooled by the cravings arise here. You just cut off and let go, and you are released from craving. No, craving. There is no reason to arise craving if you are, when when uh, you bring the mind to those states. <laughs> so, if you have any questions, you can ask.
2: Bhante, when you say five sense world, I refer referring to sight, hearing, taste. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, on the sutra, the, the first sutta that Buddha uh, gave to the monks, he was referring to five aggregates of arising, yeah. not five sense world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that is the Main cause of suffering, Panchupadaskando yeah. Dukko. Mm. And he very clearly yeah. tells the monks mm. to see there's no self in it, do mm. not self, that is all he says. Yeah. So it is, when you always continue to use the word five sense world, you get confused. I think the Buddha's teaching here is mm. about Panchupadaskando, yeah. five aggregates of arising. Yeah. So that's very clear. But because Buddha says, after all, suffering or dukkha is five aggregates of rising and how you see it, when you see self, put self in it. Mm. Then when he speaks to Sona, the layperson, he gives a very simple thing. He says, okay, don't compare. You are better, equal lovers. Then he says, this is just to kill your ego. Don't compare. I'm better, I'm less, I'm equal. Then he says, Look at things, It's all changing. Don't put yourself, you're suffering. So he's putting it in a simple way. But it all boils down to get people understand this self is a, only a perception, idea that a human mind has created because the way it is born. And only way for liberation is to understand how this view of self is created in your head. Once you understand how it is formed, it is Nibbana.
1: Yeah. This understanding is a stream of happening things. That is the important thing to understand. This uh, feelings, perceptions, volitions, that means it, uh forms feelings, perceptions, volitions, is also initially related to the five senses. For a human, all forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions, which mind is always engaged with, is comf- are coming from the five senses. So they are always indulged in the five sense world. They, they don't see the mind realm. Well. They see the five sense world through their mind. So that's why the forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions talk w- w- without uh, the eye, ear, tongue, body, mind, and uh, sight, sound, smell, taste, touches. We we can't talk just without form, without feelings, without perceptions, without volitions. It is always the Dhamma is the same thing. So, the in when telling things in brief to the monks, so the this Panchupadana uh, Kanda can explain <laughs> so easy. But when when we are inspiring people to reflect correctly. So they, we, we just fo- focus attention to the this uh, um, uh, form, the this uh, sight, sound, smell, taste, touches. These are the, mostly you know. Then you, once you uh, pay attention on these things, then you see your mentality. How you become happy, how you become unhappy. Ah, uh, these are feelings. Then perceptions, how, what you understand about the external form. How your understanding changed to different states. So then, then you understand, ah, this, your perceptions are not fixed. These are changing. Your perceptions change when the causes and conditions are changing. Then your feelings change. Then your volitions, your, your thinking or your, Intentions related to those objects also change. These are not very complicated things, you know, these are very simple. Even even a lay person can easily directly understand these things. If they pay attention to their, their mind, their body, they directly understand. That's why these things are not the higher level of sati. This is the basic the the, the sati samprajanya. If you are mindful about your body and mind, you gain this knowledge automatically. So then your relationship to, to the world change to a different level. You are, you know, these things are uncertain stuff, not fixed stuff. And this I, me, myself notion based on delusion, we are not the, the thing, this, the realities related to our body and mind. If you take into account these realities, you see, they, they, we can't claim this I, the, this phenomena, the internal, external phenomena as I, me, myself. External objects or internal objects, we can't claim as I, me, myself. It is not worthy to say that. Because these things are not under I, me, myself control. They always arise based on causes and conditions. Even your mind, your perceptions, your volitions. <laughs> regarding external or internal objects. So, then, that is the, that is the simple thing that Lord Buddha teach to people. If you miss at the beginning, you miss for the whole thing. That is the first sutta. Lord Buddha say how people get disillusioned? <sighs> Just contemplating in the right way. See the things in the right way. That is what Lord Buddha explained in the first sutta. Why ascetics and Brahmins mis- misguided and misleaded? Because they take things in, in the wrong way at the beginning. So they, they go the whole way in the wrong, wrong, wrong direction. So it is important to see in in, in slightly different way. Also, you know, the, if a person who believes the God, when they have the experience, or the, if if they fa- face something difficult situations, they would say, "Oh, that is God's wish." So they 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 avoid the the unhappiness arise in their mind. By said because if they have the faith to the God, they would say, "That is God' wish. I accept as it is, because I I don't have a control on this thing. The Gods has the control, so I accept what I get. So they are actually they don't fall into the depression or anxiety. But if a person say, "That is your karma. You have do, you haven't done something good in, in, in previously. That's why you fall into this stage." You have to do good things. That if a person listen to this kind of thing, they fall into anxiety because they want to do something. They, they are restless. They fall into restlessness. So they want to do something good and change the world. Or oh, I have to do something good. And then I, I can have a better future. This is a delusion because wrong understanding of Buddhism, wrong explanation. If they believe this is, <laughs> this is the nature, these are all uncertain stuff. Uh, they, whatever thing arises based on causes and conditions. So these are not I me myself, you just let go. But if if the karma attached to you, yourself, it creates a lot of problems. Most people misunderstand this dhamma and they act foolishly. <laughs> so that’s why it is good to, un, to to get take the things in the right way. <laughs> So, if you miss this, this basic uh, b- Buddhism, the Budi- Buddhists miss a lot. <laughs> because they don't take these, these basic things in the correct way. So, therefore, they miss a the lot and they fall into, to anger, hatred, delusion. Because it is based on delusion. So, these are things, very, very subtle things, but you have to understand correctly. Lord Buddha repeatedly, the nice thing is, if you read 100 suttas, 99 suttas, or 95 suttas, say the same thing. These, these basic things Lord Buddha taught everywhere. Now, how many suttas I have read the same thing here? All say the same thing. Lord Buddha introduced, introduced Buddhism in the, the, the Dhamma in this way. So this is the basic what you un- can understand. You should not think this is very complicated. Oh, we will, we, we, we would understand after, after we develop the whole path and go to the jhanas, then we will understand. That is wrong. <laughs> Lord Buddha said, just seeing the people who practice the path, you get this understanding, this knowledge. These are basic things. And when you use that knowledge with the faith, and confidence. Then you see the world in a different way and you gather a different knowledge and different understanding. Then you come to a different practice. You relate to your world in a different way. Then you start letting go and free your mind. And you, you see suffering is always associated with the conscious system. And because this conscious system creates craving. It is when you are conscious, you have feelings. When you have feelings, craving arises. If you if you mindfully cut off and let go of these things, you are naturally fall into the intentions and the, the other other verbal actions and bodily actions. This is a, this is a natural flow of happening things. So when you know these things and you, when you are mindful, you can avoid. You can stop at that point. You you can cut off and let go, free your mind. Third noble truth. Yeah. Then you are practicing the third noble truth and suppressing the second noble truth, craving whatever thing arises within you. So this is the Dhamma. This is the the knowledge of four noble truths. This is the basic of Buddhism. Basic Buddhism.
3: Cora, sorry, we've got some online questions. Could we just alternate? I'm sorry. Yeah, is it all right if I go ahead? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay. Let, let.
0: well, I probably won't be brave yeah, enough to come out again. So. Oh,
3: go ahead. Okay. Um,
0: A week or two ago, uh, when you were last here, Bhante, I asked a question about being humble. And I said Christians have been brought up to be humble. And I also mentioned um, the start of the Metta Sutta, um, where uh, the, the Buddha talks about uh, being humble many times, mm. contented, mm. easily satisfied, unburdened with duties, mm. and so on and so on. And I was just going to ask you that is do you think it's very difficult for human beings to be humble, to open their minds like you kind of need to do mm. in terms of the Buddha's teachings? Yeah. Because they do ask us. Yeah. To open our minds, don't they? They're these teachings to understand something that's in a way counterintuitive. You know, we've been yeah. brought up yeah. in that way. So my question is: How important do you think being humble is in this process? Thank you.
1: Yeah, this humbleness come how you how you think about things because naturally this. The, the craving arise within yourself, and wanting and this the uh, judging whether this is the better or good or better or worse. So we we our mental process is automatically run based on delusion. If you are mindfully don't control this one, or the, 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 if you that how you were inspired to see this world is important so then nat- otherwise ma- naturally this mind works in that way the, you have choices you have feelings so then you act accordingly then you gauge the the things the, the, or you measure the you are uh, the whatever thing you have and whatever thing other people have so then your humbleness come based on how, how you see things so the, the your mind You have to mindfully see the world in different other ways so that's why you have to train the way of seeing at the beginning that's what my i think that's what i can tell you in the as an answer otherwise humbleness is, you can practice as a practice to be humble and how to how to be humble these things but that depends on the the, the society where you where you live you are humble in one, one, some issues, and you are not humble in some other issues, because that is your training come from your, your society. So that's why view is important. When you see things in a different way, then you, you are humble all the time. You let go things. <laughs> it is come in a different place. So this, these are, because this humbleness of different behaviors, different values, come to you based on where you born and live. So that is a different case.
3: Thank you, Bhante. Uh, The first online question we'll have, I'm not sure how many we have time for, um, it relates to this false comparison of I am better, I am worse, or the same as. And the person's asking really two questions about that. Mm -hmm. One is, uh, is it because of the truth of impermanence that that is wrong? There's no better, worse, or the same. Mm -hmm. And the second question is, can you give us any tips to weaken this feeling of comparing in daily life?
1: Yeah, the important thing is impermanence and non self these things are because we we uh, think i am like this i am in this way but whatever thing we think as i is not fixed and permanent these things are changing sometimes we we our choice is we, we choose a certain uh, the one model of car this is my car i, I like this car this is my choice but uh, w- once another person come and w- your friend come, he's, a, he's an automobile engineer and come and say, oh, this this model has a the, the design fault. So that's why this problem. So sometimes you haven't seen that fault. This guy come and show, because he's expert. So then you go here and there, drive the car, and you see, ah, then you start seeing the fault. Then your perception totally changed to a different level. You are Then you don't say, this car is the best. You say something else. That, that sometimes that engineer introduces another model or the better version of the same car. So then you go to that one. Your perception changes to a different one. So who who you are? So there is no fixed person. So that's why the conceit is come from the delusion, because there is no fixed personality here. This is, it is momentarily. Each and every moment there is a person, but. When the causes and conditions change, he's changing. There's no fixed person. But, your form, you have identity card. You, you have identity. (laughs) It is a conventional world. It is a convention. So, we, we can identify people because each and every person has their own characters and all these things. But these are not fixed things. These are, these are subject to change when the causes and conditions are changing. Sometimes people in early stage, they do a lot of stupid things. Later, they learn and associate with good people and their characters change to total different level. So there is no fixed person, but their, their external form may not stay change. Their body may not change, but their way of thinking and interacting with world may change. So that's why there is no fixed personality. So we have to understand these are impermanent stuff. So measuring the gauging is not much useful. But when you are living in this conventional world, the world based on conventions, so they have that measuring and gauging methods and otherwise they they don't give you a job. They first ask what are the qualifications you have, what you have done, what passed, everything they check. So it is a part of the world. You have to accept that as reality. But This is not the, not the, the, this is not true in deep sense. When you see how things are changing and then you can let go things. No need to gauge. When it is a way of freeing your mind. Because when you take things as I, me, myself, these are, then you, you, you try to build up a personality, person. But. You don't, you don't aware that your values are changing all the time. When you are learning things, when you are practicing things, when you are encountering some situations, your values are changing. How you think about things are changing. So this is the nature. This is the natural flow of happening things. These are not under anyone's control. Causes and conditions drive this, this consciousness values and everything. So that's why Lord Buddha showed us a path to have some deeper experiences. Once you have these experiences, you no more value any sort of a consciousness. Because you know the, how delusion drives this consciousness. And how delusion is necessary to exist this consciousness. You see all these things. Then, once you directly experience these things and directly review and understand, then no more craving there. And and that stream of consciousnesses, because when you are experiencing those things, the wisdom wisdom come to you. You directly see and understand what is good and what is bad. So then you let go all bad stuff. That means you you're no more craving to whatsoever existence. Why? If you exist in whatever level, so there is a the, the tendency to ripen your past karma, and your your consciousness is also not a fixed thing. It always based on your past karma. Whatever thing you feel, whatever thing you perceive now, always based on your past karma. It is a part of the system. It is a part part of the consciousness. That's why avijja Sankara Sankara Pacha uh, p- According to Paticha Samupada, this is a dependent origination. Delusion is the root cause. That's why the the, 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 the Sankara arise, the this adverting the, 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 the mind is arise, and then the m- mind consciousness arises. It is, it is a stream of consciousness. It is a part of the stream of consciousness so that's why when it go to the total cessation there are no more existence so no more no more exist any any whatsoever level so that's why that is the end of suffering otherwise there is a tendency to ripen the the past karma because you are still attached to the existence is there any other questions okay <laughs> uh,
2: you said earlier yeah you think of karma, yeah. you increase your ego. You what? said that your self view increases when you think of karma. My karma and yeah. you earlier said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you say my karma, it is your, your self view of self is increases.
1: Yeah.
2: You just now said that uh, it's a past karma does this to me and this and that. Yeah. This is where the confusion happens. Yeah. It is confusing. No, no, it is confusing. Yeah. Now, uh, for for a mind, for me, least, like, uh, the, yeah, it is good to but ask. Uh, the, what yeah. Buddha said is the karma works for causes and phenomena. Yeah. Through ignorance, you attach yourself into these process and phenomena, yeah. then you suffer the consequence yeah. of karma. Yeah. So that is the that is the uh, that is the message. Yeah. The yeah. law of causality works for process and phenomena. Yeah. Through ignorance, yeah. you get attached to these phenomena yeah. Yeah. as self, yeah. you go with it, yeah. you suffer the consequences. Yeah. That is the thing you have to really understand, that is what Buddha said. Yeah. These are the, when you use the jargon, the words, even when you said earlier, now it's yeah. confusing. Then you said, look, those who say that God does it for, for us, probably it doesn't make your ego get increased. Yeah. The point is this. Buddha said elsewhere in the Dhamma, you don't do it, somebody else doesn't do it, it doesn't happen automatically, it happens due to the causes and conditions. Am I right? There's a sutra like that, right? So, but the, those who believe in God always think the God does it. That's like somebody else is doing it. So it doesn't really give the, the solace of uh, non-self because you think somebody else is doing it. As somebody said, If you have a view of self, in in any, we all have, there, you always in the back of your mind, you think there is some, something somewhere who is stronger or powerful than me of, be of some help. Could be God or a dead relative or some deity or something, something. That is the way the mind works. Boils down to the view of self. Mm -hmm. Everything is due to view of self this come. How you to okay. become? How you to um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. This is. Uh, the, I. I don't uh, speak uh, much about the, the the other believing God, because it, it, is, it is a way of how to reduce the 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 I me myself. The giving importance to the, we are everything under our control. That is called sakkaditya. So the the the, the 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 it is called personality view so the the other part you explain is it is the it is the common misinterpretation of Buddhism <laughs> I will say it is the common because the karma is not your karma if you take the karma as your past karma is your karma it is it is it is totally misinterpretation, that is the misunderstanding of Buddhism. Karma is not your karma. Karma arises based on causes and conditions. It is a it is a part of the natural phenomena of this consciousness. It is a flow of happening things. So the karma in past is not your karma. It is a part of the flow. It is a part of the, the system. So if you take as it is your karma, it is delusion. That's why karma, the past karma ripen when there are causes and conditions are come to ripen those things. Otherwise, those things never get ripened. These are the important things to understand. So if you are mindful in present moment, you can avoid the, the, the causes and conditions which gives ripen to all past akusala karma. So that's why people can liberate themselves from the akusala, (laughs) <laughs> because if you have the right attention or the right mindfulness or right wisdom arise in the present moment, you can avoid. That's why the karma is not your karma. Karma, karma is a part of the system. So people misinterpret this karma, and they therefore they they confused with the karma take as I me mean myself. So in other religions, they believe God. Because they believe God, they don't. Take the responsibility as all all the whatever thing I get is because me, myself. Because the Buddhists misunderstand karma and take their karma as their karma and they they blame themselves or they blame other people. See <laughs> so all akusala All 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 the, the, the unskillful actions arise because delusion this karma is not i me myself it arose based on causes and conditions at each and every moment in the past so if you understand in the present moment in the right way you get the opportunity to opening to let go of things not to blame yourself or not to blame others but do the right thing in the present moment so that is the most important thing that is the that is the important knowledge you have to develop when you see the thing, world in the right way, you get the knowledge, how to deal with the present moment correctly. So then you develop the right practices and right mentality related to the present moment. That is the most important thing. Otherwise you blame to yourself or you blame to others. Because you, you don't have karma or others have better karma, I don't have better karma. You, all these comparing come, I, me, myself. That is delusion. then you think everything under my control i have to do things so doing things create more problems if you understand the truth within us first thing we stop all doings we let go doings we still let the things still and fade away and disappear doings create more more problems doings come from delusion not understanding the flow of happening things all the, you can see the the the, the in in uh, the even noble eightfold path lord buddha show the veramani the, this uh, paanati paata veramani veramani is the, the the avoid doing bad things not doing new things <laughs> <laughs> even noble eightfold path avoid doing bad things doing only allow the doing to the the um, uh, non greed non hatred Based actions, because when you are living in your day to day life, you have to act properly, act, act in this life. So then you have, you can choose the non-greed, non-hatred based actions, verbal actions, bodily actions, to live in your day to day life. So that is the, that's what Lord would say to do. So you let go all other time. If you, if you have nothing to do, you just stop doing, stop thinking, stop planning, stop go to future. Calming down, let go, go to the stillness. So then it is stopping things, not doing things. Doings come from delusion.
3: Thank you, Bhante. Uh, unfortunately, we need to finish today's session. We've gone a little bit over time, but thank you for your answers very much, Bhante. I'd just like to share one comment uh, from online that relates to the topic of humility. That was asked about before and talked about a little bit before and the person's comment is the concept of humility can often employ comparison Mm -hmm. so just to you know that i am lower than other people Mm -hmm. i am low so it might not always be helpful someone's just comments i thought i'd share that one but thank you very much pante we will finish now and uh, pass back to you
1: okay now pay respect to buddha dhamma sangha and finish